0: And before we jump into Lori Yen, and let me tell you, this was probably a, one of the funnest interviews I've had in a while. We laughed and joked and giggled. I just love her personality. And what she's doing for coaches and speakers and authors is, is really, really cool. I mean, because you know it's a lot of work running a coaching consultant or, or a speaker or author type business. And it's really cool to have somebody like uh, Maureen that can be a virtual assistant and take a lot of load off you. So, so it's really awesome. And, you know, she is a huge supporter with a lot of things we do. And, and I know that she has personally done some cool stuff with uh, Stacy McGovern over at point blank safety services and point blank, man, uh, I, every week I get the joy of introducing them and what they do. And if you're in Texas and you have a construction site, a freeway project, a security, you know, anything you need to have secure with security, armed security around, Point Blank Safety Services has got it, man. I mean, these guys employ off-duty officers who are armed that can protect all your stuff. I mean, they're literally making sure your assets, Stay your assets. And they're also making sure that everybody gets home safe on all of our freeways. They've recently introduced um, active shooter training, which, you know, unfortunately in this day and age is something that really needs to be looked at um, to secure your businesses. And they do that all over. So, so reach out to Stacy, tell them Donnie sent you and Matt. I'm telling you, if you haven't looked at their nonprofit Blue Family Fund, that brings scholarships and you know benefits to fallen officers' families. You know how cool is it that there is an organization that is taking care of the officers' families when when unfortunately they die protecting our lives? It is an amazing organization. So. Go check out pointblanksafety.com, check out bluefamilyfun.org, and just tell them that Donnie sent you. And now, guys, have some fun with this one. Here comes Lorianne. You want to quit right now, don't you? I see it in your eyes. You want to give up right now.
1: The fruits of your labor are just turning right, right now. That's why you planted all those seeds, so you can take a bite Right now.
0: All right, guys, this is going to be a really freaking kick-ass episode. I can't tell you how excited I'm actually for this one. So I'm bringing on Ms. Lorianne Vaughn Speaks. Let me tell you. This girl has been a godsend for my business, my my company, everything else. She has been amazing in what she's done to help take my company and business to the next level. And I can tell you a lot of things that have recently happened would not have happened without her. So I'm so excited to bring her on, on here so you guys get to meet her. But I'm Donnie Boving. This is Donnie Success Champions. Lorianne, my love, welcome to the show, my dear. Please tell us your story.
1: Thanks doll. Yeah. Well, okay. So I started my company only 14 months ago. Um, I had been working for a thought leader, a very well-known thought leader who, um, for about 15, 16 years when she decided to retire. So there I was out on the market at 60 years old. And it became very clear to me that corporate America didn't want a 60 year old. Right. So stupid on their part, but that's a whole nother story. (laughs) So if I wanted to continue to work, I needed to start my own company. So I did. And 14 months later, I'm making more than I was as an employee. And I have five other women that work with me. And we support speakers and authors in building their presence out in
0: the world. Dude, I love this. So so this is this is gonna be so fun. Guys, and what you're gonna enjoy about this is I know a lot about our background, so we'll get to really dive in. So, so a couple of things. Thank you for being a late bloomer. And here's what I mean. I was 40 years old before I had the courage to freaking, you know, pop out and do my own thing and start, you know, something. And I was a dumbass that just walked away from an amazing career in life and said, Oh, let's start a business. Right. You yeah. know, so 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 you're catapulted into a realm. Where you realize that you know you you've got to create this life, this story, this this whole thing. And I'll be honest, a lot of people in that same position crumble, right? And and, yeah. and they they give up. It's over. They figure out how to live, you know, however they can, scraping by, um, bagging groceries. Which there's nothing wrong with that, right? But I love the fact that you actually reached out and laced up your boots and said, "Let's get to work." Right. And and I guarantee, right, when you launched that business, it was all sunshine and rainbows. It was easy. You made millions of dollars and sailed off in of the sunset. <laughs>
1: okay, from your lips to God's ears, dude. <laughs> yeah. That will, that that sounds good to me. <laughs> I'm all in. Right? So so yeah. what was it like,
0: you know, sitting there at 60 years old going, Holy shit, now I'm a business owner.
1: Yeah. 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 Well, thankfully I've always had that entrepreneurial spirit. I always had a side hustle going on as I was a single mom and raising three kids, you know. There was one point I had four different jobs. And um, you know, I was always selling something on the side. So, I do have a certain mindset of, you know, building a business on my own to to financially make ends meet back in those days. Now it's um more I'm excited to get up every day because I'm I'm realizing, hey, this old dog can still learn new tricks to begin with. And um, and I have a lot still to offer. So I'm not ready to, you know, fold in the deck of cards and say I'm out. Not happening.
0: Right. And, you know, I know for me when I made that transition, there was a big move. And, And here's what I mean. Is I spent a lot of time, and yeah, i would had some sort of side jobs and other things going on through my career, but when I launched my business, I felt like it was really the first time I ever bet, you know, really bet on myself. You know, that first time where I went all in and everything depended on what I did. Was it the same for you when you made that move?
1: Um, It was. I had done it once before Mm. when I was still married and, um, and I was a recruiter. So, you know, those, that's a, that's a sales job that's really hard because you're selling both sides of that deal. And um, I wanted to stay at home with my kids and be the mom and the room mom and the girl scout leader and all that kind of stuff. So I actually had my own recruiting business from the home. Uh, Unfortunately, 9-11 hit and it, took out the recruiting business for quite some time. And I had to, at that point, I was now single and um, said, I got to get, you know, a job that is more stable so I can make sure my kids have food to eat and clothes on their body. Right. So I went back into the employee status. So I, know what's in, I knew what was involved and what was going to have to happen. Um, I also, at 60, I had a bit of a cushion to make it through that first year of growth. Um, I was thrilled that from day one, I had a very well-known author who said, oh, you're out, you're, you're, you know, no longer working for Bev, come work with me. And so I had a client day one. That's awesome. So, you know, that wasn't, that wasn't. Making it enough money at that point, but it at least said, "Oh, there are people that will value yeah, it." Yeah, this
0: can work. This
1: can work. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, I say to people now, it's like you know, this, especially in this gig economy, there is no reason to roll over and play dead. Yeah, one hundred. And at sixty or whatever age it is that this could happen to you you can go out and if it's 65 and you really don't want to work a full-time job anymore, this is perfect. You know, do a gig kind of environment and work 20 hours a week and still have money coming in, but you still have this thing called work-life balance that I'm finding is really quite rare (laughs) in in the world today. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's been an interesting 14 months. Yeah. And um, I I am doing what I was doing before. I am using what I am good at and actually putting the correct value (laughs) on my hourly uh, wages or whatever, however way you want to say, you
0: know, um, and I'm also curious just because I'm living through my own experience because we're we're in a very similar timeline when we all did this, right? And so I, I'm curious. do You feel like you grew up a little bit more, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. Once you once you because that was my experience is, is you know, I don't know how to explain other than I feel like I grew up a little bit more doing that. Was the same.
1: Well, and there's more value because you're working for yourself.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, back in 2008 when the the recession hit, uh, my boss had. To 'Cause I was hourly, she couldn't reduce my hourly rate, but she could reduce the amount of hours that I worked. So she, they took like an hour and a half off of my day. <laughs> well, when they got back in, you know, into the swing of things, I said, Oh, I don't want an hour and a half back. <laughs> I learned to live on this money. I you know, I, the six hours, six and a half hours was plenty as far as I was concerned, you know. Um Because I wasn't invested there like I am for my own company. I think you become much more invested when it's your name on the front door. Yeah,
0: I agree. You know, it's funny about that same time frame because I was selling commercial printing and they came to every one of the salesperson people and they said, we're going to reduce your commission rate by 2%. You know, so we basically went from 10% to 8%, which was a big chunk of change. That is a big chunk. In a very short amount of time. Well, here's what's happened. It was, uh, And I love looking back on us. Well, all the salespeople who were accustomed, well, the salespeople who could sell were accustomed to living to, right, to a certain standard. What did we do? We just went out and sold more. problem is that they reduced staff by 50%, right? So yeah. now we had almost twice the work coming in, but we couldn't handle it in the shop because there was no longer the staff to handle it. Oh. And that's what created part of the death spiral of the company. Um, was, was was they weren't betting on some of us to go and dude? I'm used to making this kind of money. I'm still going to make this kind of money. Right, right, right. right. Uh, and so when we brought into more work. So unfortunately, during that time, there really wasn't a whole lot of right answers. You know, <laughs> is, is companies had not been in that situation. They were trying to figure it out. And some did it right, some did it wrong. And, you know, and I'll tell everybody, if it was your move through your journey, one skill you have to learn, no matter what you have to learn to sell. I don't care.
1: You have to learn to sell, but you also need to be agile. Yes. You need to be able to, um, you know, take those twists and turns um, just because you might have a vision of what your, you know, what your offerings are or what you're going to sell. You may find out that your ideal customer really needs something else. So you need to know how to bob and weave, you know, and and be able to give that client what they need and want. Um, I started off really thinking more about the administrative functions and things like that. And I'm finding that most of my clients now, especially since what I'm focused on are the, the young um, speakers and authors, they need more help in, in getting more gigs and doing that. So I'm finding- oh, I
0: thought you were going to say babysitting.
1: sometimes sometimes and we won't name names right right
0: not not that i'm talking about myself at all
1: (laughs) no but you do you have to be agile in what you're doing and what you're offering because if you're so stuck in this is my service and this is what i'm going to offer you can lose it all because of the fact you need to be able to grow with the times or, right. you know, move along with whatever is needed. And, and I'm finding I actually love making these changes because of the fact I'm just learning new things. Right. And right. it's always fun to learn new things as
0: far as I'm concerned. Well, and I think as young whippersnappers, you know, keep you more young at heart because we're all over the damn map. So, you know, I, I think we keep you sprying on your toes somewhat, you know, with everything we have going on and doing so you've spent 15 years working with what you keep calling her a thought leader. I'm just going to say she's a badass because I've looked at her story, and the things she'd done. She was a fucking power. I mean, I'm not saying she's not still a powerhouse, but
1: she still is actually, she still, you know, does speeches and things like that, but she sold her company
0: because
1: it was just, you know, she's 75 years old now and she didn't want that whole company, you know, all the minutia that comes with that.
0: Right. Right. So, but during that time, you acquired some assets. Um, uh, I think, I I feel like I'm trying to describe that movie, Taken. Um, you know i've got some assets and some skill sets that, that you, you might as well return my dog in that whole scene you
1: do need some yeah
0: yes. <laughs> hey i'd watch a movie with him want, reading the paper for two hours so <laughs> <laughs> that's funny so but but you really did i mean you required some some badass skills you took your sales nature and the recruiting game you know and and dove in and you really supported this gal and her business and everything else. And now you're taking all of that stuff you learned, supporting one of the biggest speakers in the game at that point, um, and and applying that to your up and comers, your mid market speakers, your people that are still making a name for themselves. Exactly. You know, which 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 is a really really cool spot to be. I mean, because it's saving my ass right now. I can tell you. You know, so so walk us through it a little bit. Is is what are you doing for these speakers, these coaches, these authors, you know, with their business? Why are they using you?
1: Well, just like you talk about, we all have our strengths and our weaknesses.
0: Mine is um, definitely my And we're
1: not going to focus on
0: weaknesses. We're just gonna <laughs> talk about the strengths. Oh, good, good. So, that, so she's editing my book right now. You guys even know that. that's <laughs> a line right out of the book.
1: <laughs> so, so um, but as I say. They do all have their own strengths, things they love to do, things they hate to do. So with each client, it's a little bit different. Um, with those that are a little bit higher up on the ladder, they're, they've got those speaking gigs. They're busy, busy, busy. Um, and I have one who is really one of the most prolific writers and has... Articles out probably six or seven articles a month mm. in major magazines. So I spend a good deal of my time for her creating tweets to drive people to those articles, um, which then obviously gives her clients as well. So I mean, for one, it can be social media. For another, um, he's a coach and uh, he um, he has a, a, a program that he's doing through LinkedIn. And so I managed that for him. Um, so again, it just varies. It's like, what is it you need? If I feel that I can help you and I've got the bandwidth to do it, I'm there. Because when I was working for Bev, it's it, I did everything, you know? Um, I was that, you know, man Friday that she was such a great Wait, <laughs> thought that? leader. She came up with the ideas. I just put them. Wait, wasn't it called Girl Friday? Yeah, it should have been God
0: knows. But. <laughs> so you know, I mean, it, it's 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 awesome. I mean, because a lot of times I I feel like you're just holding me accountable to the things that get done and making sure that I'm doing some of the things. But but you are, I don't know. It's it, and it's going to sound funny, but it's almost half mom, half you know you know admin type thing. You know, half Swift kicking the ass. Um, right? And, well, and, a good mom will give you a good... Oh, shit. You should hands. meet my mom. She's a redhead. <laughs> no problem putting her... One of these everywhere. days, I'm going to meet that lady. Oh, dude. I'm telling you. I got a badass family. They're fun. <laughs> yeah, they're fun. You know, so so, let's do this because I think it would be absolutely amazing for people. Let's talk about what it takes for somebody to really run a professional speaking you know, author type business because you've seen a lot of the intricate working parts of it, you know, and all the things going out. So, so if somebody is getting in the game and they want to be a speaker on stage and those type of things, what are some of those key things that they need to start off and get right from the gate?
1: Well, it's interesting that you bring that up because that's actually something that I do provide on my website are the top 10 ways to create a massive growth in your speaking business. So, um, you know, I'll tell you the number one thing is get out there on all the social media platforms. If you're just beginning, who is it that you want to be when you grow up? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, who is that top icon in your field? And that varies, you know, and actually the platform varies based on what your topic and what your, um, genre is. But I say get onto social media, follow that icon and make intelligent comments on everything that they post because they will notice you and the thousands of followers that are following that icon are going to go, oh, that's a really good idea. And you're going to build, you know, a level of credibility. So um, that's actually the easiest and least expensive thing to build your business that I can offer you.
0: Yeah, I right love there. that. I love that. You know, and I, knowing Donnie three years ago, I would have looked at you and said, damn, that sounds like a lot of work. Um, you know, following on. Knowing Donnie that I am now, it is a lot of fucking work. You know? It is a lot of work. Yeah. It
1: is. Which is why a lot of people maybe in that mid-level don't have the time to continue to do it. And that's where I step in on that level. So, right. um, yeah, I am sitting here at my desk. I sit more than I really like to. I have to get up once an hour and just, you know, stretch, move, whatever, because I do sit in front of the screen and I'm either on LinkedIn on Twitter, on whatever for all the different clients. So, um, it's, it's interesting
0: Yeah, no, <laughs> and, I, I, and
1: I learn. So it's like, great.
0: You know, and you know, that's, what's fun. I mean, uh, up until I, I found you, um, uh, you know, and we met at a cool conference, but, but up until I found you, there was a lot of things that I was attempting on my own to do. And, you know, I I'd, I'd partnered up with a couple of VAs. And, and the the thing that I learned out the gate most with VAs is I had to get definitive with what exactly what I needed them to do. Because as as I was trying to outsource things, I fired a lot of them. I fired a lot of marketing companies that I tried to partner with, and none of it was their fault. It was 100% on me because I couldn't tell them exactly you know, what needed to be done, what I needed to do. So how, how, how do people work with people like you? People like you, that sounded was bad. How do people work?
1: <laughs> How do they get to work
0: with people? There you like go. There you
1: go. <laughs> no. So, um, no, that is something that um, when I am training people on getting their own VAs, uh, not necessarily through my company, um, because there are those that really do only want, um, you know, someone to do Instagram graphics for them. Well, you don't need to hire me at my rate for that one little thing if that's the only thing you need. You can hire a 10 dollar an hour VA. If you want someone to help you grow your business to the next level, that's where I come in because I've got the knowledge and the legacy to know how to move you forward. Um and and the way I look at all my clients, we're partnering together. Mm. I'm not just a VA. I'm your partner in helping you grow. And there's a big difference between that and a $10 VA.
0: Yeah, well,
1: so, uh, you know, um, that's not to say that there are not some really good VAs out there that are inexpensive and can do things, but those are the kind of people you need to spoon feed exactly what you want. When you want it deadlines, you need to make sure you've got someone that is personality wise a a a fit too um you gotta you gotta be able to communicate with them and honestly communicate with them to get the desired result so
0: yeah no that's brilliant right and you've worked with and been around several speakers coaches authors and the like what do you see consistent with their mindset um as as their I didn't say ego. I mean. <laughs> no,
1: no. And, and, and honestly, um, I don't really have any client that I think, you know, is so ego driven that I can't handle it. Um, um, but I do find that for the most part, they are the idea people. They have an idea of what they want and what they want to create, but have no idea the steps involved to do it. I'm the detail person in the background going, okay, then we need to do this, 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 and this. When you talked about your book and how it was almost done. And so I said, so have you done this? Have you done that?
0: No, <laughs> and, no, you know, no.
1: and and I opened your eyes to some things that needed to happen.
0: I think what you didn't see off camera was I was cussing and going, mother, God!" <laughs> right. Um, thank you. That, that's what I was saying was, 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 thank you. Yeah. Uh uh-huh. um, But I mean, but that's it. I mean, as we're all trying to put it together and we're all trying to, I mean, I, I, I think that's the biggest misconception for any entrepreneur is how much work it actually is running a business, trying to do everything. You know, um, yeah.
1: we all start by ourselves to begin with. Mm-hmm. And 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 that's true for myself as well. I now have five women that I use, too, because I know that graphics is not my strong point or technology.
0: Donnie will attest to that. <laughs>
1: um, so it's not- How like- is
0: an abacus working out for you?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and the horse you rode in on. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I have people too, because I know I can't do it all. And my, back end, my, my purpose in having these people work with me is I know what it's like to be a marginalized woman, whether it was when I was younger and was- a mom to kids and still needed to bring in income, but really wanted to still be that mom that got to do the field trips and everything like that. So that's when I became a recruiter to a point where, yeah, there were days I was up at six doing work, woke up the kids, got them to school, went back to work, went back, got the kids, did a little after school stuff, made dinner, put, did their, you know, their um, homework with them and then put them to bed. And I went back to work you know um that's not to say it's easy we all start off by ourselves maybe when we you know start our company but unt- if you're spending like 50% of your time 40% of your time on administrative functions you need to hire someone to do that because that's not where you're making your money and that's not going to help you grow
0: yeah I, and I, you're it's so spot on because i found myself oftentimes back doing things inside my company. Mm-hmm. And it, it was it, you know, it's so funny is, is I spent so many years as a sales trainer and you know I was constantly telling people that you can't begin doing the operational thing. You gotta go out and sell. You know, you're telling companies, don't bring your salespeople in, push them out, make them get out there and, and take the things off their plate so they can be good. But when you start your own company, you tend to forget your own advice. You yep. know, <laughs> you, get, yep. you get wrapped up in your own minutia and you're like, fuck, I got to get this done. I got to get this done. I got to get this done. And at some point you look up and you realize, oh shit, your business is going backwards because you're not doing the things to grow the business. You know, right. that, that's that's when you bring in people like you that, that can take that shit and help let us do what we're good at.
1: Well, Stephen Covey has been saying this for 25, 30 years. Do what you do best and hire the others to do the other things you know, that's going to make a profitable business.
0: You know, but I run across a lot of people, you know, like in the success champions group, I got a lot of people that run small, like crafting businesses, like mm-hmm. the leather business and clay working businesses and they're artists. So they make a thing, they sell a thing. They don't mass produce everything out. And they're constantly asking me, you know, how do you come up with the funds to outsource these things? So I can go do more of what I wanted to do. Um, and it's, it's a huge challenge because, you know, they're artists and that's what they want to do. They just want to sit in their studio and create art. Right. Right. You know,
1: well, that's, that's, that's when, you know, that's when the $10 an hour VA is probably the right decision, um, for someone that is a one-off on everything that they do, um. And it's actually something that I talk about in when I go out to speak. And there's a whole other subject that I never thought I would be doing is this. You know, coming out and speaking. Right, because you were the behind the scenes. (laughs) I'm the behind the scenes person. I um, I don't like looking at my face on camera. It's just like ah.
0: Well, welcome to the spotlight, dear.
1: (laughs) But it is something that. I will um, help people find the right VA, and actually have a whole talk on finding, training, and working with the VA that that will be you know right for you. And um, that's a whole nother service that I do offer uh, because I realize not everybody's got the income to bring me on board, but um, you know I have packages that are you know smaller. It all depends on what they need on who they need to bring in. But um one of my mentors actually had said that when she started, you know, she was making maybe $1500 a month until she hired her first VA and she went from $1500 a month to a $100,000 business in one year by when she hired her first VA. Because she took all the minutia, all the things that she didn't even do well off her plate and went and did what she was good at. Mm. So, you know, it's, it's sometimes a scary thing, but the VA world and this gig economy is like perfect for small businesses because they don't have to worry about all the benefits and, and the things of like guaranteeing them 40 hours a week. Mm. You know, when you work with a VA, hey, it may be five hours this week. Um, I'm a little bit more of a hard ass about, you know, specific timeframes but um, there are VAs out there that will take a project-by-project basis. And that's an easy way to get things done um, in this world right now. I mean, there's just, it's up to 34% of employees work in a gig economy in that they're either contract workers, part-time workers, things along that line. Only 51% now are full-time employees in corporations.
0: I love it, dude. I, I, I tell you, you know, I think I was, I was counting up in my head. I think I've got six different VAs working for me right now. Mm-hmm. I, now, I run you know major podcasts. I launch another podcast. I run a content development company, a coaching practice, and a speaking practice all in one. And so to help with all that minutiae requires a lot of arsenal of people. And right. it's funny is what I love about it all is you go find people who are Badass at something, right? Whatever right. that skill set you need, you find the person that you can afford that is the best in the game at what they do. Mm-hmm. And what I love is what the the VAs that I've been able to partner up with is, you know, I reached out to one of them and she does some graphic design work for me. And I asked her about doing my new book cover. And I told her what I wanted to lay out and everything else. She looked right back at me. And she goes, That's out of my wheelhouse. That is beyond what I can do. And I said, I fucking love it. Because you yeah. know, a lot of times if you got an employee, they're not going to tell you, you know, they, you're, they can't do that because if you're going to lose their job, but that's what they're hired to do, right? But with a VA, you know, you get a lot more, I think, honesty out of them. Um, you do because
1: they're they have chosen to do something that they love
0: to do and are
1: and um, are excellent at it. And they they will tell you, hey, you know, I I've got enough work doing what I love. I don't need to take this on, this headache. Whereas a full-time employee, you gotta take on some headaches sometime.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So well, and I think the other thing that, that I love about VAs is some of them, once they've re they the, the the virtual systems figure it out, they know that if they pick that lane, you know, they rock and roll. Um, and so when I found you, it was like, you know, fireworks went off. I'm like, holy shit. You know, I'm trying to do the speaker. I'm trying to do the author. I'm trying to do all the things. And here you've got a VA that's all you specialize in is those yeah. type of people and their stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it's and it's really, it's kind of like a breath of fresh air because it's, it's I didn't know what I didn't know. And going back to the damn book, it's it's the little things, you know, in yeah. my mind, you write a book, you freaking put it out there, you make millions of dollars, you sail off in the sunset. Except <laughs> for the million dollars part, I get that. And I think <laughs> my
1: comment was, dream on, buddy. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but but i mean with these type of businesses there's just so many freaking moving parts yes you know i mean i know the day that we're recording this um you've been proofing my book right and 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 going through all that but i also know that you're fixing to go play grandma you know because your daughters are in you know i get your son-in-law going out to dinner tonight and all that but it's all a choice you are your own business owner Yeah. yeah exactly And that's just a beautiful, beautiful thing.
1: Yeah. If I want to take a Tuesday and go have lunch with my daughter and granddaughter, I can go do that. You know? Um, But the other side of the coin is if I've got a deadline, I'm on that deadline because my reputation is very important to me. And um, my customer service needs to be without question, excellent and beyond reproach. So so it's a catch 22. As you well know when you own your own business, sometimes you're sitting there going, "Oh my god, I've been at this for 15 hours today." <laughs> you know? And um so there is the give and take. I mean, there are positives and negatives to everything. Um but I'm at a position where I know what I offer and what I can give to my clients. And, um, I do that and then move on, you know, um, from the, from the conference that we were at, I had a lot of young, you know, people that were really just getting started. And so I did a lot of these, you know, like 10 hour packages to just show them what I could do. And, um, I've realized to a certain extent, that's not really my avatar. Um, I, <laughs> it's, more, it's more you and a couple of others that I picked up um, from that conference that I really want to focus on. I want to focus kind of on the middle level person um, that, that has given themselves a reputation and have things working and in place, but want to move to the next level. You know, they want to become that thought leader in their space.
0: Right. And so, so. now what's, what's cool is you're starting to see that how niching down on a very particular avatars. I love that phrase. You know, yeah. I, that might be in a book coming out somewhere, but <laughs> um, uh, but really, really niching down how much it gives you clarity and allows you to more pick and choose the design of your clients and who you're right. working with. You right.
1: Know? Exactly.
0: You know, you know um, let's say someone is launching a book. Mm -hmm. right? And they're going through that process. What are some of the things they need to be looking out for and getting prepared to do? Because you get knuckleheads like me to think you just put ink on paper and call it a day.
1: Yeah, well, again, uh, it varies. If, are you Are you looking to put this out to an actual publishing house? Are you going to self publish? There's so many different ways of doing things nowadays. We're not really stuck in having to go to you know um, the big big publishing houses and be told no because you're not Stephen King. You know, um, you're not the most prolific multi-million dollar, you know, uh, writer at this point. And, um, so the self-publishing realm and, and field is much more acceptable than it ever was even 10 years ago. Um, you know, people would roll, Oh, self-published now, not a problem. And there's so many different avenues to even do that. So, um, it really, they really boils down to your budget. But you need to finish your manuscript, get it out to two or three people to actually proof it on a proofing basis, and maybe a couple more on a how does this flow kind of thing. How did you think that it went? Um, And you need to find someone that you feel is like tops in your field and ask them if they'd be willing to do um, the forward. Because to say forward by, you know, Ken Blanchard, if you're a, you know, a manager kind of book, then that would be huge to have him write your forward. For you, it's another person. And um, um, so there's a lot of different pieces that you have to put together. And then you have your whole launch campaign and your whole media based on that, because you do want to hit, in this day and age, the number one status on Amazon. Um, and God God willing, the number one status on, you know, Wall Street Journal or uh, New York Times. I mean, let's not think small. Let's think big.
0: You know, and, and guys, this is what I love about it. Is I didn't know half that shit until I started working with you. I mean, that's that she'll attest. Uh, uh, when she started asking me questions, I was completely clueless. I'd never done a book before. I'd done a couple of eBooks that aren't even out on Amazon. You know, I just put them up on my website, and you know, but that's what you get when you partner up with somebody who knows their shit and their given field. You know. <laughs> Even if she, you know, yells at me every once in a while, she's going cry twice. I have never yelled at me. You just wait.
1: You just wait. My kids will tell you what it's like now.
0: You know, um, and, I, and I, I can tell you it's a lot of fun um, uh, because, I don't know, I guess I've had a lot of people ask me recently, Donnie, where have you found all these VAs that feel like, you know, and when they talk about you and the things they're doing for you, they just talk so highly of, the, of you and the things you're doing. Where do you keep finding them? And I said, you know, for me, a lot of them come from the ranks. And what I mean from the ranks is they're coming from my groups, they're coming from the podcast, you know, they're coming from speaking engagements, is a lot of times I'm not seeking them out. And I, and I, and I think it's, it's partially because I'm constantly putting out a solid message that these people keep coming to the table um, and, and wanting to help out with everything else.
1: Right. But you also get what you give. Yes. You know, you have introduced me to other clients. Um, and so you do get what you get and you're fun to work with. So it's, it's like, you know, Oh, I'm going to talk to Donnie today. It's cool. You know? (laughs) Um, um, so, so it is, it is just as any business as in sales, as in anything. It's all about customer service. It's all about how you treat people and, um, and honesty and integrity in what you do. Yeah. And um, that's, that's my whole message too.
0: You know, I'm really curious. That first time you stepped on stage, for after 15 years of being a behind-the-scenes person, you know, doing all the minutiae behind her business and everything else, the first time you stepped on stage, how exciting!
1: I was, was that? scared. Sorry, <laughs> I knew the answer, but I, wasn't. <laughs> I was so scared. Oh, and I left out like a whole portion of my, you know, little thing because I was like so paranoid as to, you know, I had my my beginning line and my tagline at the end that. We're going to stay in place, and then the middle of all just kind of got jumbled. But, um, and again, just like anything, you have to learn how to to do it. I mean, you're not going to be the top uh, speaker in the world your very first time you do a speech. But as long as you know your topic, you're authentic in that knowledge, and you have integrity of what you're actually offering to the people when you're speaking, that
0: will come across. And I'm also curious, you're absolutely right. Huh? And I'm also curious, what happened from that speech?
1: <laughs> I was blown away because <laughs> honestly, I did go. It was all about networking for me because I always considered myself the behind the scenes person. So I went to this conference that was filled with people that wanted to be speakers to tell them that I could help them become speakers, I was there to network and get clients. I was not there to be put onto podcasts or to go out and speak myself. And I walked away with, um, I think, eighteen podcast requests for to be on people's podcasts. And it's just been, it's been so much fun, and it's just been such a different journey that I thought I was going after. But um, but it's been fun. It's so, been a heck of a ride.
0: What would you tell somebody given the same situation? Divide. Should I go to this conference that's filled with my exact avatar? Should oh, I? Heck yes. yeah. <laughs> oh, heck yes.
1: Because of the fact that, I mean, it's a learning situation. And that's what I actually go to any kind of conference with the knowledge of, oh, there's going to be stuff I already know. I know that. Um, when um, a certain speaker came up that was talking about putting a book out, and I'm listening to him after being involved with six different best-selling books with my my past employer um and I'm listening to him and I go okay he does know what he's talking about you know I didn't learn anything new that day but that doesn't mean that I can't learn from the other absolute newbie that might have something that I've never worked with you have to go in with a uh, an idea of I'm going to learn something here, even if it's just one or two things that make it worthwhile and you're going to network. So
0: Yeah. No, and I, and I, and I highly encourage people to, to go to conferences where it's not their peers. Cause you know, a lot of times if you're a writer, people go to the writer's guild association conference, yeah. you know, you're a roofer, you go to the roofer conference or whatever right. else, right. Get away from your peers and go get around your avatars. And, right. And guys, just so you know, when I say avatars, I'm not talking about those six-foot something, you know, big blue <laughs> not, people.
1: not the big blue people. Uh,
0: yeah. yeah, I'm talking about, you know, the exact, you know, target person you want to be working with.
1: Right. I never quite understood how avatar got to be the, the, the term. I always considered it just oh. the ideal client.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, well, avatar actually comes from the gaming world because yeah. you, you kick your character you create
1: your character yes. for whatever you're going to do yes. and yeah. that's that was so i considered it an internal thing not an external so so you know uh every few years there's a new buzzword <laughs> and you just gotta go you know you can learn the new buzzword but really the buzzword is the same damn stuff we were doing 50 years ago but we've c- c- called it by another name
0: yeah so, yeah yeah, no, that's awesome. But it's that's your awesome.
1: ideal customer is really what it boils down to.
0: Absolutely. So, so giving advice to a new speaker, coach, mentor that's starting out, mm-hmm. what would be the big advice you would say? You know, hey, make sure you get this right out the gate.
1: Let's get your your Let's get your speaker kit together. Let's get a video of you speaking, even if it's <laughs> even if it's created. You know, (laughs) and actually, Donnie, I need to talk to you about that. Okay. You know, I've done these podcasts, but um, I've not been like on the front of the stage. So, um, but get your speaker kit together. Have, um, have videos of you speaking so they can see how you come across. Um, Have your media one sheet, which is all about your topics what you're actually going to um speak about and teach that audience um so that when people come across your your um profile whether it's in a speaker bureau or whatever they know what they're looking for and get those you know get those things set up mm-hmm. you need to be set up to be able to get the ground running
0: All right um- with such a cool last name, were you always destined to work with speakers? <laughs>
1: well, that, that last name came with the marriage, um, but, uh, <laughs> which obviously wasn't destined to continue. Right, right. But, um, yeah, it, it was really funny because my ex-husband's name is Larry. And when we got married, um, there was the, um, the uh, press secretary for Reagan was named Larry Speaks and my husband was in sales and he goes hey it's been great every time they say Larry Speaks is on the phone even if they don't even think it's that Larry Speaks they're sitting I know that name I know that name (laughs) and he always got through so you know um I had people look at me and say you know Laurieann we know you're going to speak. Well, really, what, what is it? You think you're so good, Lorianne Speaks? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it really is my last name.
0: <laughs> I got to be honest, the first time I heard it, I thought it was a gimmick. I, I really yep. thought that, because that, you know, I, I saw that you worked with speakers and author and trader, and I'm like, Lorianne well, speak? Oh, that's a nice play on words. And then I thought, nope. So I had a client that I trained for a number of years, and his name is Jason Garrett. And in Texas, Jason Garrett's a big deal, being a Dallas Cowboy, you know, former quarterback and now coach when he cold called man people would freak out together into the phone same type of thing right exactly exactly like i'm jason garrett to speak to the ceo of the company that dude got through every
1: (laughs) (laughs) exactly then when i was a recruiter you see i have that mentality of being the support person so when and here's a piece for anybody that's actually going out and trying to sell make very good friends with the secretary, the whole or administrative assistant or whatever term you want to use these days. You're showing I your age, like,
0: Laurieann. Yeah, I
1: know. <laughs> I, actually, I became the executive coordinator. Oh. And, but it's any, any way you look at it, it's whoever the gatekeeper is. You need to have those conversations with them. How are you doing? You know, and all that kind of stuff beforehand because you want to make friends with the gatekeepers. Yes. So there's a little piece.
0: Yeah, I will. And just to throw in there, I always taught it this way, that there's a switchboard operator, and then there's the executive assistant. Mm -hmm. Switchboard operator, you just get past them. Right. Executive assistant, you treat them like the CEO of the company.
1: Exactly. Because you know what? They do know more than all the CEOs. Yes,
0: absolutely. I knew
1: more about the business and all the rumblings that were going on and who liked to and who didn't because everybody talked to me. I, I was mom, yep. you know, even though my boss was 15 years older than I, I was mom even to her. And so everybody would tell me things. And so let me tell you, those AAs, they know all the ins and outs. Mm-hmm. So those, those are people you want to get to know.
0: Yeah,
1: We're important
0: you are absolutely you know and and my mom played a gatekeeper for 20 years so i, I grew up learning the hard way <laughs> so girl i knew this was going to be a blast i knew this was going to be a lot of fun having you on here um uh going through all this so so thank you for doing this um here's how i like to wrap up every show and i do stump some people so get ready okay so if you were going to leave the audience a champion to listen to this show uh there's a lot of speakers, there's a lot of authors, a lot of coaches, you know, business owners, entrepreneurs, all people that are on their journey going through life. We're at 79 countries now and continuing to grow, right? If you were going to leave them with a quote, a phrase, a saying, a mantra, something they can take with them on their journey, especially when they're stacked up against it and going through it, what's that quote or phrase you say? Remember this.
1: For me I'd probably say just be authentic be you um as i say you know you want to follow maybe that icon but you don't want to be that icon you want to be you be you be authentic in what you're saying and doing and it will shine through
0: nice well said dear well said should get that put on a t-shirt somewhere yeah. <laughs> Well, dear, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you for letting me call you dear. I got to watch that. People,
1: that's okay, dude. I get
0: it. (laughs) No, but thank you for being you. Thank you for helping me out so much with the business. How does everybody find you?
1: Uh, So it's www.lbsconsultingservices.com. And on the homepage, there is um, a way to get that free PDF about the 10 uh, ways to create massive growth.
0: So, place what you the champion and the ground is no place for a champion for a champion. I told you that was gonna be a fun one, and she is a right. um, I like you know, I gotta tell you, you know. This isn't even a paid endorsement or anything, but I love working with Lorianne. she's done tremendous things for my business and she's helped take a lot of things off my plate. And, you know, I've, I've using her on a regular basis. So, you know, if you're looking for a good virtual assistant to help you out with your speaker, you know, all the stuff that, that is kind of the back end of your business, man, she is your gout definitely check her out all of her website links and everything will be below and if you want to you know come hang out with her and a bunch of other badasses that are going you know after it and, and really i truly believe that badasses rise together come hang out in our facebook group it's called success champions all you got to do is go to facebook up in the search bar type in success champions click on the groups and we'll be the first one that pops up and and Come in, hang out. And I'm telling you, the conversations and the things that come out of there, the collaboration, the networking, everything, it's amazing. And then, if you'll do me one last favor, guys, if you got any value out of this, will you share this with one friend? Leave a, a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I so appreciate you. Thank you so much. Love you guys. And thanks for listening. Kevin and I have a lot of fun each week recording these episodes and sharing our best thoughts and ideas with you all. Man, we're just proud to, to have you guys as listeners always tuning in. And we really appreciate the messages. We get the DMs, emails, and the likes from you guys with questions and ideas for future shows. And that just means the world to us. We really are changing how the world networks. We've poured our heart and soul into Success Champions Networking and it continues to grow.